0: Well, once again, we get to highlight some great uh, local live and original performers. And joining us in the studio uh, is no stranger to my ears. In fact, uh, many of us who were listening to pop music throughout the 70s and into the 80s uh, will remember these sounds. That, of course, is the voice and bass guitar of Brian Meisner. Uh, Brian, of course, uh, back in, uh, in I guess, the late 70s, Liverpool yep. was the mm-hmm. band. And, That's right. Uh, you guys started off doing a Beatles cover act before anybody dreamed of doing a, a Beatles cover band.
1: Yes, yeah, yeah. As far as I know, we were the first in in North America and probably maybe even... Ever in the world, and really.
0: kind of paved yeah. the way for that kind of show. The, the you know other Beatle cover bands came out from that, and yeah. and then other people started covering other bands from that.
1: Yeah, yeah. It wasn't a popular thing to do at the time. Well, in
0: fact, and the Beatles were kind of yeah. just broken up around yeah. then. It wasn't too many years ago, but uh, yeah. you were doing. Their stuff, and I remember yeah. people arguing that uh, you were doing the Beatles better than the Beatles were doing the Beatles at the time.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, I don't think they ever performed Sergeant Pepper's no. stuff live or anything no. like that, so we, we did that. I heard you and guys do Magical
0: really cool. Mystery Tour album stuff. Or... Yeah,
1: yeah, the whole, the whole ball of wax. Yeah. And just four guys. Yeah.
0: No synthesizers back, well, yeah. no MIDI and no computers back
1: then. Yeah, but well, halfway through uh, Liverpool, we added a, uh, a keyboard, right. multi keyboardist. Yeah.
0: But he was there playing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, exactly. Yeah. It was no,
1: no no tapes or anything no back tapes, in those days. No MIDI, no nothing. <laughs> no faking it. Yeah. Uh,
0: and then you parlayed that into um, a pretty big Canadian radio hit. Uh, produced by Ian Thomas. That's right. Uh, yeah. Dolly, uh, yeah. how did that? How did that happen? Because many people thought it, the Beatles had just recorded another record.
1: Yeah. Well, our uh, our management company formed uh, Taurus Records, which right. then morphed into Anthem later on with right. Rush and Max Webster, et cetera, and, and us as well. Um, and uh, they wanted some material, so I can still remember actually. Right now, uh, sitting in my piano in uh, at at my apartment in in Toronto with uh, where I lived with Janine, my wife, and uh, plunking out that tune. I think that one took about. Thirty minutes, maybe. <laughs> all the good they're, ones they're are fast, re- really re- fast. Yet yeah, they don't all go like that, unfortunately. <laughs>
0: you were certainly. Uh, your yeah. band was one of the popular uh, uh, bands on that anthem label with, as you mentioned, Rush and Max Webster. That's did you right. did you work a lot with Rush? I'm I bringing this up because of yeah. recent passing of Neil Peart. I know,
1: sad, sad event there. Uh, yes, we did. We did. We were on a few co bills with, right? Them. And of course, they were always hanging around in the office and stuff like that. And in the but, studios, yeah. I know you guys would be yeah. on each and other. Those, forever, those so. guys, just for the record, they were like super dedicated really they professional really seasons. had their eye on the yeah. ball and they yeah. they knew where they were going or where they wanted to go and, they, and
0: nice guys
1: uh, yeah really nah. really nice guys i ran into Al- alex Lifson about a year and a half mm-hmm. ago at an event at the u of u- u- t right yep and he was like you know he was just not a just rock killer. just a nice guy yeah you know
0: uh, yeah. let's talk yeah. about what happened after that. Uh, Liverpool kind of morphed into Ariel, that, right? Yeah. Was that to distance yourself from, from the beetle complication?
1: Yeah, we got signed to Capitol records in the U S and we had to come up with a name, et cetera, okay. like that. And I still remember going into the management's office and it was really, mm-hmm. uh, it was really emotional for me at the time anyway, right. giving up the Liverpool name.
0: You'd worked it for so because, many years. Yeah,
1: it was like, you know, this was a, it wasn't sort of, it was a happy moment, but yeah. it was like, you know, changing the name was kind of like traumatic. <laughs> but it
0: paid <laughs> yeah. off, a uh, uh, number yeah. of big hits from that band.
1: Yeah, 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 it did all right. Yeah, it was and good. a bit of a change
0: in direction. Yeah, oh, some would sure. argue maybe a bit of a new wave influence.
1: Yeah, yeah, because I at the time I was in, uh, I did write the majority of the songs on the on the first album, which was produced by or engineered by George Samcuk, mm-hmm. uh, a wonderful man who's no longer with us, but he. Uh, he was really uh, fantastic in the studio when I was dra- writing pop, progressive pop is what I call it. Okay. With a lot of keyboard yes. influence and breaks and things like that. So very influenced by the UK, I must say. So
0: It's you know, interesting uh, as yeah. we get into what you're yeah. doing these days, yeah. uh, because I always assumed that Liverpool and Ariel... Uh, I always thought you were british right in fact okay. when I met yeah. you and you didn't have a british accent i was uh, it took me a while oh, okay uh, right. although I you know I knew you grew up in saskatchewan I yeah. knew you're you're, you're a westerner yeah uh and I guess it makes sense why what you're doing these days falls more in a country vein than than even the pop or the new wave or the the, the progressive pop that you're doing
1: yeah well I can it's it's interesting. Well, I was thinking about this because I we was coming here to talk to you guys, and I was thinking about this, and um, I've kind of, I love all kinds of music, and that creates a, it's good, and yes. it's, and it's bad because it can be a challenge. because your audience likes to basically put you you know in a category, and then well as they, they say ex-
0: these days, what's your brand?
1: Right, they expect <laughs> you to do all these different things. Right. But in my case I'm uh, open to all kinds of music and I just uh, I love and I love country music but I also love pop and things like that. So
0: when um, Ariel uh, finished up what was next for you because I I, I kind of lose track of your, your Yeah. Career yeah, so
1: I went to uh, my wife Jeanine and I ran a comp- uh, marketing agency. Okay. A marketing communications agency for about 30 years in Toronto and Oakville. Uh, and that, so I morphed into doing that. So I got off the road. We had our one daughter, Nicole. And, uh, so that sort of took me off the road, which I was not unhappy about Mm -hmm. at the time. But it's, uh, it's a tough life. Even when you, even
0: when you have the level of success that you had, uh, it's not easy to do.
1: No, no. And, uh, but then I continued on with that and, uh, that's, uh, you know, uh, we're, I'm no longer doing that now, mm-hmm. <clears throat> but in uh, I, as a, about two thousand, about uh, two thousand, I had what I call my midlife crisis. <laughs> my midlife crisis was not buying a sports car or doing something else. It was music, yeah, building a and studio, re- re- realizing <laughs> that I needed music in my yeah. life because it had been that was my life before right. I went into this other thing. So I started writing and recording, and I basically haven't stopped. I just do it all the time.
0: You're very yeah. busy up here. You've yeah. you've since moved uh, up to, to your yeah. corner, Clarksburg,
1: Clarksburg yeah. area. Yeah. Uh, and
0: you're very busy. I see you uh, you know, on the social media and all kinds of stuff. Uh, Board of Education yeah. gets booked quite a bit. You guys are active.
1: Oh, yeah. They're very popular, on the, as we say, in the Georgian Triangle. How
0: do you describe that band? Uh,
1: well, the band is... It's very eclectic mm-hmm. um, because basically what we do is play what we think people well what we think people want to hear. It's so all the hits. So we do we do quite a few Beatles songs actually, right. which is great for dancing and things like that. Yep. Then we do some, you know, swing stuff. Right. You know, uh, because we play an Owen Sound at a, a retirement residence <laughs> sometimes, <laughs> okay. which is one of the actually mo- most rewarding things. They it's unbelievable. It. They you know it. the reaction yep. there. Um, So we played all these diverse places, Mm -hmm. so we kind of have to cover all the bases and people people like that so yeah they sure keep do getting booked in for fundraisers and things like that
0: so. at the same time you have another band where you're playing your original stuff the stuff that's
1: that right. you're ready brian and friends yeah
0: how is that going are you putting an active role on on like will you tour that band are you look how are you looking at, at that as well i'm
1: booked back in this summer again at the terrace series at Beeford hall very good already uh which is great so i'm going to put together a few gigs mm-hmm. leading up to that and and uh, and work with that so that's one of my best thing, because I get to do my original material with that band.
0: You're also uh, very good to the community. I know that you work for Events for Life quite a bit.
1: Correct, yeah. Yeah, uh, I was asked by uh, Shelly Higginson, runs runs mm-hmm. that, or is the head of that, and uh, she asked me about three years ago to come in and do some singing, and uh, it's just fantastic. I tell you, if you walk into a room, there's typically about 15, 20, 25 uh, youth, I'll call them. Uh, and, uh, if you walk in there and you wake up in the morning, you think, (laughs) oh, I don't know. I'm kind of tired today. (laughs) And you walk in there, I'll tell you from the moment you get there. And when you leave, you're high, like you're just on such a natural high because they're there's just a human spirit vibe in that room it's unbelievable yeah yeah.
0: Uh, it sounds so amazing rewarding and it must be rewarding to get back to writing and uh, now finally releasing some more of your original material yeah Uh, Yeah. i noticed on itunes you've got some stuff now posted and uh, we're looking forward to uh, including you in our john eaton's live original spotlight great in fact it's time for that now 95 won the peaks. John Eaton's live and original spotlight. In concert with Collingwood Live and Original. Connect, collaborate, and cultivate.
2: on the phone Did you know I was alone That you had gone And when you whispered in my ear Telling me things I wanted so much to hear To make me strong Tell me where All alone And we were waiting For the moment Are we proud of all the heartache, and the tears, just a look upon her face, when I told her it was over, that we were through.
0: Where will I see love? A ninety-five won the peak in our John Eaton's live and original spotlight. Brian, tell us about that song. Where did that that song come from? Uh,
1: well, I, I write a lot of love songs, as some people may have noticed. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, but this is actually uh, a hurting song. So it's not uh, it's not from personal experience. I have to put that out there, just because. <laughs> anyway, uh, but. Um, yeah I don't know. I don't know half the time where this stuff comes from. I do write down notes mm-hmm. and things like that. I make I have a thing that I keep you know my lyric ideas on all the right. time. so uh I had this "Where Will I see love?" and i just wrote it as a as a hurtin hurting song, right it's I guess it's fairly poppy though too. I don't know It's hard for me to tell.
0: It's got a nice uh, kind of a crossover blend to it. And yeah. I understand that originally you didn't have that fiddle part in mind. That came later.
1: Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I'd recorded the song and I'd been sitting there uh, like a few other songs I have in, in my archives. And um, uh, and then I started playing with uh, Melinda Kaplan from Clarksburg from right. our worship team, as I said. And I uh, it just struck me that that would finish off the song mm. because i'd written these parts for the song and uh so that's what came out i recorded that as an over over uh track after the fact yeah brian
0: if yeah. folks want to find yeah. out where they can get uh, that song find out some more about your bands and where yeah. you can get your music where should they go
1: uh okay well i have a reverb nation page okay uh and also they can just go to itunes or any of the streaming services and type in my name brian meisner so yeah Fantastic. And it'll all all come up if you Google me.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Brian Meisner, thank you so much for joining us here on Live and Original and Talk of the Town.
1: Great. Thanks, John.